Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode five of Drawing About the G-Men Giants Football Podcast. I'm Jace, and I'm joined, like always, by Sean and Joe. Let's get right down into it. Week four, big win. Two straight wins for Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. 24-3 win at home versus the Redskins. Uh, I, I mean... It's great, yeah, two in a row, but the quality of competition, the Bucks, and now the Redskins, I, I sense some false hope. Like, I do have hope. I do feel good. I feel good that we are winning games, and Daniel Jones looks great, but I feel like there is, like, these aren't the best teams. These aren't the Patriots. These aren't the Cowboys. These aren't the Saints. Like, these aren't Super Bowl contender teams that we're beating. Yeah, obviously the Redskins uh, were beaten up all over. Um, a lot of players on offense were missing. A couple of linemen, Terry McLaurin was out. So it, they were definitely banged up, which helped us out. But I think that you have to beat who's on your schedule. You have to go out and beat, who, who, beat who's on your schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, winning two in a row was a big step um, step forward after starting the season 0-2. I think that the offense looked really good. Um Daniel Jones, aside from the two interceptions, which are just rookie mistakes, you could put them behind you. One was a, just a bad throw. One, he didn't see the safety who um, broke broke the route and uh, picked up the ball. But he looked better um, noticing the pass rush, the pressure that was coming, um, evading, getting out of the pocket, and stepping up in the pocket when it came from the tackles. So he looked, he looked solid, I think, in his second start, um, noticing the pressure a little bit more. Uh, Wayne Gallman had a great game running for 63 yards, had six catches for 55 yards, um, a touchdown on the ground and reception touchdown. And it was his first career 100-yard scrimmage game. Uh, He got a lot of opportunities in 2017 when uh, Paul Perkins went down. He became the starting running back. But um, so I think that it's uh, it's good to see that he got his first uh, 100-yard scrimmage game because it obviously showed that the O-line has improved a lot over the past couple of years. And, um, yeah, I think it was a great performance for the offense, and obviously the defense looked good as well. This defense has been getting disrespected from the word go. Yeah. And I said this defense was terrible. This defense has gone six quarters now without allowing a touchdown. Uh, they look good. They just look good. They, they, they played really well. Uh, Redskins players credited with 85 tackles. The Giants, 59. When we talked about why Eli Manning got benched a couple weeks ago, I explained it that he couldn't keep this team on the field. Time of possession, 36-01-23-59. Daniel Jones keeps them on the field. He keeps the ball moving. The last time this defense is on the field, especially after they make a stop. If they can sit and have a, you know, four, five, six-minute drive, it does wonders for this defense. So I, I like what's going on right now. Uh, I think Pat Shermer is doing a better job. I think uh, the yeah. play calling has, is, has gotten better. And I think I, – I, here's the crazy thing. After the Giants game, if you watched uh, in, the, in the post, the locker room uh, – Jabril Peppers uh, got the game ball mm-hmm. and everything. The Giants, to me, sound like a team that actually believes in itself. 
And I think if we learn anything this week, it's that, you know, the Giants beat the Bucks, but the Bucks are terrible. But the Rams are awesome, and the Bucks crushed the Rams. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, suddenly I'm not sure about a lot of things. I'm not sure how good Dallas is anymore. <laughs> the idea that Saquon Barkley hasn't necessarily been ruled out for this week was on the field. You guys see the footage earlier yeah. today making cuts. Probably not going to play this week, and Goldman did such a great job, but he's really looking at maybe next week. Uh, and the New England Patriots as as a as a game where he might return. I think this Giants team is is better than we thought it was going to be. You know, I got on you, Sean, for something that I thought you said that was stupid. Uh, you said basically this team just all oh, the defense, the young guys needed to click. And I asked you if you really thought they were that close, and you kind of backed. You backed off it a little bit. You should have stayed on me, or you'd get a full apology here. Well, I, uh, but you were right. These guys are good, and they, yeah. they are going to take – you know, I, I can't remember what year it was where the Giants gave up. Um, 2015, they were the worst defense in the league. Right? So, yeah. so I, I, you can turn things around. I think these guys are starting to f- get their feet under them, and, and I think in an NFL where nobody's truly dominant, maybe outside of the Patriots – I think it's anybody's game. Yeah, and well, that, that was my point about the defense. Uh, I just want to touch on this real quick. That um, it's just that they have so much, or pretty much no experience on the defense. I have a bunch of first and second year starters out there. Pretty much half of their defense is um, rookies or second year players. So it just, I think, just week by week they'll get better and better. Obviously, you said um, only allowing six points in the last six quarters, and then um, touching on the offense, you said Pat Shermer's doing a better job. Uh, I saw a stat. They're the only team in the NFL right now to score on all their opening drives, field goal or touchdown. So they've been starting. <clears throat> start- that is, and that is so not a Giants thing. No. To score on that opening yeah, drive. No, I never. feel like they've gone years and especially, years without doing it. Especially the past couple of years. And then you mentioned the um, just them staying on the field with Daniel Jones. They've been tremendously better on third down conversions. Um, red zone, they've been a lot better. Daniel Jones had three third down conversions um, with his legs this week he picked up. So that's obviously a lot of sign for hope. Um, Like you said, Jace, not not the best competition the past two weeks, but you got to beat who's on your schedule. And I I think um, we have a good chance to go in and uh, beat the Vikings this week if uh, everyone everyone plays right. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. But I I, I do think with these past two games, there is a lot of – there's a lot of hope on this defense that I think is is not going to keep up. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, he obviously he had to have listened to the podcast and hear you slam him. <laughs> I called him straight out. Yeah. He responded with a he defensive did. player of the week kind of week. Yeah. So yeah. I'm great to have Jack Rabbit back because they need him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two picks, and then even on the Ryan Conley pick mm-hmm. that he tipped that ball to him. But the thing is, I mean. The Redskins are an atrocious offense. We saw it in the Bears game. And then when Dwayne Haskins just got thrust <laughs> into this game, it, it it didn't feel right. I mean, it, it was just a mess for the him and the Redskins as a whole. So I, I don't want to put too much on the Giants defense as being this good. But... I, I do think there is hope, but I, I, I was watching ESPN. One of those idiots was saying, you know, I, I hope you know, Giants fans are feeling a lot better than the way they reacted initially to Daniel Jones. That, where did we get that idea from? 
Where do we get the idea Daniel Jones wasn't going to be very good? From those clowns. Now they want to turn around and blame the Giants fans for it. No, that's not how this yeah. works. Yeah. That's cowardice. I agree. All right. And let's – we talked – I spoke about Ryan Conley getting the interception. <sighs> He's been playing so good. Dude, that one Bummer. Hurt. But now torn ACL out for the remainder of the season – I mean, this this linebacker core just keeps taking hits. Both Alec Ogletree and Tay Davis did not play Sunday from the injuries they suffered against the Bucks. Uh, the Giants ended up moving uh, Josiah to Fea. I don't know how to. I'm That's sorry if I name. butchered that last name. <laughs> but moving him up from the practice squad, mm-hmm. claiming Chris Pierce off waivers from the Chargers. But offensively, with the injury, offensively, we're all set. Offensively, it looks great mm-hmm. for the Giants. Daniel Jones obviously looking really good. And then Saquon, we mentioned the video of Saquon Barkley looking like he's going to come back very soon. This week, we got Golden Tate back from his suspension. But with all that being said, and bringing up the linebackers, you had to make a couple cuts. So Benny Fowler and TJ Jones got released. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were playing really well, but now that we got Golden Tate, now that the Giants got Golden Tate, I'm I'm excited to see what they can do with that. Now let's talk about this next upcoming week. The Vikings, I think this is a favorable matchup for the Vikings, uh, especially looking at the Vikings' defense. They, they've given up just under 200 yards passing. They've allowed uh, less than 100 yards rushing. So their run defense is solid. Passing defense is not that good. So, and we don't have Saquon, and the Giants don't have Saquon. So, it's obviously going to be more a Daniel Jones show, lighten it up, and I think that's favorable for them. And also, with the Vikings, they are, they, they've gone to this solid run-oriented offense with Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins is not playing well. And if I'm the Giants, big three, if I'm Hill, if I'm Lawrence, and I'm Tomlinson, as defensive linemen, and you see a team that loves to run, oh, I'm looking, I'm looking my chops because the run stuffs are going to be coming up the wazoo. So I, I, I think this is a favorable matchup for the Giants, and th- even though the Vikings are a pretty tough team, yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Um, Vikings coming off a rough week um, against the Bears yeah. defense, obviously. That's nowhere near the Giants' defense. They're top two defense in the league. But still, the Vikings' offense has been struggling. They like to run the ball a lot, and um, which for us with the inline, or inside linebacker position being so beaten up right now, with we don't know if Tay Davis or Ogletree will play this week. Connolly obviously out for the season. Um, luckily, David Mayo actually played a pretty good game, had eight tackles against the Redskins. But I think that um, the Vikings are just going to continue to look um, at what they've done this season. They're going to try and pound the ball right up the middle all game, I think. And I think, yeah, the the three guys you said, the big <clears throat> excuse me, the big men in the middle, um, Lawrence, Tomlinson, and Hill, all have to be huge this week against the run. Um, Tomlinson had a pretty good game this week, too, um, getting after the quarterback and in the run. So I think that they, they definitely have to be ready for this game. Um, the Vikings running attack and the passing attack as well, even though they haven't been passing as much, they still have – Two very good receivers in Adam yeah. Thielen and Stephon Diggs. So I don't, I don't think we should just fall asleep on that just yet just because I, they still have the ability. Obviously, they haven't been passing as much. But just to keep an eye on that because they t- have two very good receivers that can get it done. 
I think this Giants defense is riding high, and Kirk Cousins, to me, is an all-time bum. He's just one of those yeah. guys that finds a way to blow games, especially games where he should win. Uh, Five-and-a-half-point favor going into this one. I feel like this is the kind of game where they are obviously going to want to pound the ball, and the Giants are maybe a little bit vulnerable to that. But I think the way this defense is played – I think when you look at the turnovers this week, finally making some things happen, I think Kirk Cousins is right for the pickings. And I think uh, Daniel Jones, uh, you know, it, it's funny. I heard somebody talking about it. If Eli Manning would have thrown a couple of picks against the Skins this past week in a 24-3 win, it would have been start the rookie. Jones throws a couple of picks, and it's like, oh, it's good for his development. He learned some things on those throws. So, you know... I, this is what I was saying, you know, uh, again, I want to be clear that I'm not actively rooting against the Giants to not win football games. That's an insane thing. And, and I've had I've had more than a couple of people ask me if that's the case. Like I'm watching the Giants game and I'm rooting for the other team. That's not what I meant. That's not my mindset at all. I'm excited. I'm throwing the first down hand gestures. When I'm, I mean, I'm all in. And, and again, my whole thing is now I'm starting to wonder, you know, this league, you look at a team like the Eagles are obviously not a very good football team this year. The Rams aren't as good as we thought. Dallas probably isn't as good as they thought. So I think as the league starts to develop what this 2019 dynamic is going to look like, I really do think it opens up opportunities for the Giants to, I hate to say it, there's a 3.3% chance that the New York Giants make the postseason. Got to feel yeah. good about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are going into the second quarter of the season. Sad to see it. Sad to see it get moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, this is teams we thought were good end up being bad, and it it all just is going to end up coming down to who can make that postseason run at the end. And you never know. And it will be interesting. Speaking of around the league, let's go on to picks. Week four, Joe, not do too well. Let me tell you something. I thought I knew the NFL. And the NFL let me down. This wasn't me being wrong about them. This was them being wrong about themselves. (laughs) Okay. I feel good about the picks that I made. I also had one of the all-time worst ever weeks of fantasy football in history i scored 65 points this week it was it was an all-time bad but i'm gonna write the ship this week don't you worry about it all right uh joe you had a five and ten week last week both me and sean eight and seven uh our total pick records i take the lead 40 22 and one Joe, two games behind, 38-24. I'll make it up this week. Don't you worry right. about it. And then, uh, Sean, a total of five games. <laughs> oh, no, six games behind, 34-28-1. Comeback is real. All right, yeah. Well, still a lot of football to be played, yeah, so you never that's know. For sure. Let's start off with the Giants. I, I, I think the Giants are going to get the dub at home against the Vikings. I agree with you on this one. I have the Giants. uh winning the upset right now 
But I think that Golden Tate coming back for this offense um, will add a little spark. It's not even like they need a spark right now. They're the yeah. sixth best offense in the NFL as of right now. But I think that will, it will get the passing game going a, a little bit more. Um, so I think that, yeah, they have a big week. Um, I think that the defense steps up again, um, maybe holds the Vikings to 21 or 24 points, a little bit low scoring. So I think that it's, it's a close game. It goes down to the end, and I think that Giants uh, win by a field goal late. I think maybe the Giants aren't as good as we want them to be. I think being a little thin at linebacker could potentially yeah. hurt them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason that they're underdogs at home. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings in the in the victory. Okay, hate to do it. It's all right. Yeah. Not, yeah. I'll be rooting for a win. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, trying to get the above 500 for the first time <laughs> since 2016. All right, and then Thursday night football, tomorrow night, the Rams coming off a bad loss to the Bucks, Go to Seattle, tough place to play. I'm taking the Seahawks to get it done and the Rams to go on a two-loss skid. I have the Rams winning in this one. I think that uh, both teams came off rough games. Well, actually, no, not the Seahawks. But Rams coming off a tough loss um, going into Seattle. Uh, obviously, Seattle barely, rarely uh, loses at home, but they showed us already this season um, a backup quarterback went in there and beat him at home. Yeah. So maybe a, a little bit of rolling over there. And I think that the Rams, um, people are just uh, too many people are just throwing them in the trash after um, a game against the Buccaneers. It's Buccaneers still have some good playmakers on offense. Sometimes there's just it's a week by week league. Sometimes the Bucks will be scoring 55. The next week they're you know scoring 10. But I, I think that the Rams are a little bit pissed off, and I think they come into Thursday night and um, beat the Seahawks. The 12th man ain't having it in Seattle. There's no way. They're, the Rams, I really don't think, are a good team. I watched a lot of that game. Uh, Jared Goff's been pretty horrible uh, since week yeah. 13 of last year, mm-hmm. and I think the decline continues. I was never sold on him as a very good quarterback. I still don't think Wentz is that great of a quarterback either, but that's for another segment. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks in the bounce-back win. Russell Wilson's going to have a huge, huge week. Okay. Ride it high, baby. All right, we shall see. <laughs> then the Cardinals go to Cincinnati. This is a po- – the, the Cincinnati – The garbage bowl. Yeah. This game uh, Cardinals, uh, sadly, their owner just passed away. Uh, breaking news. So they got something to play for. The Bengals are playing for a number one overall pick, so the Cardinals will get it done on the road. This one was tough for me just because they're both so terrible that I I really just didn't know which direction to go. Um, Originally, I had picked the Bengals just because I was just going to go with the home team, but after what you had just mentioned, I saw that earlier today. They are playing for something. I think that Kyler Murray is having a a decent season. He just doesn't have many weapons around him, and that defense is awful. But I think that I'm going to agree with you on this one now. I'm going to switch, and I'm going to pick the Cardinals in this one. I don't think the Bengals are an 0-5 kind of team. I think nothing's gone right for the Cardinals, including their owner. It's a bummer, but uh, I think the misery continues right on through the weekend. I would be taking them Cincinnati Bengals to get their first win of the season at home. All right. Okay. Then the Bills go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans 
are very good on the road, not good at home. And the Bills have looked really good even in that loss to New England. I'm taking the Bills to get it done on the road. I agree with you on this one. I'm taking the Bills on the road. Um, that Bills defense is very good. I think maybe a top five defense in this league. And I just I don't trust Marcus Mariota to be slinging the ball over that all over that great secondary in this game. I think that <clears throat> Derek. Derrick Henry might have a decent game against that um, front seven. But other than that, I don't see much hope for the Titans. And um, the Bills' offense, we don't know if Josh Allen will play or not. He's still in the concussion protocol. But even when Matt Barkley came in at the end of the game against a very good Pats defense, aside from the pick, he looked all right. So I think that he'll be able to handle handle and manage the game. And I think that um, the Bills will win in Tennessee. I usually go against Marcus Mariota because he's like Kirk Cousins, what I consider a bum. Um, I don't know. Just something tells me Buffalo feels like a three and two team. Tennessee can be deceptive. A three and two season for them makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually for once go with Tennessee. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's close. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's. This very... week is a tough week. There's not a lot of easy pick'ems. No. Yeah. Then uh, the Bears go to Oakland to take on the Raiders. The Bears have struggled. Uh, uh, this one's in London. They looked... Oh, yeah, it is in London. London. <laughs> that changes my pick a lot, actually. Um, I'm going with the Bears. I originally had the Raiders because of that garbage field. But... Uh, it is in London, so I'm going. I the Bears, I just think are a better team, so they'll get it done. Yeah, Raiders have surprised me so far. They looked a lot better than I had expected, but going against this Bears defense, monster in the midway, I don't expect much. They've been dominant so far this season. Just carry on from where they left off last season. And uh, Chase Daniel actually, when he came in against the Vikings, Mitch Trubisky's gonna be out with the shoulder, so he actually looked pretty solid. Managed the game pretty good. Um, went out to beat the Vikings. So I think that the Bears uh, win pretty handily in this this London game. I like Chase Daniel a lot. It's one of my favorite backups in football. But something tells me on the big stage in London, which is also a trash field, mm-hmm. um, I got a feeling about Derek Carr and them Raiders. I think they pull off the win. Yeah, I mean, they look good against the Colts. That'd be Raiders 3-2. Yeah, and it's also a revenge game for Khalil Mack. Though. Yeah, that's true. So There's a lot of storylines in this game, <laughs> and they all favor me. <laughs> I like it. Okay, and then uh, interdivisional play, the Bucks go to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The I, I can't see the Bucks continuing their success from last week, especially in New Orleans, and Teddy Bridgewater is a solid QB to have as your backup. So I I like the Saints in this one to get it done. I picked against the Saints and Teddy Bridgewater the past two weeks. Um, not believing in the backup quarterback, but I'm not going to do that this week against the Bucs. Um, and the game in New Orleans, they barely barely lose at home. They show that against a good Cowboys team this week. So I think that the Saints will actually win pretty big over the Bucks. maybe two touchdowns. I'm going to pick the Saints in this one. I was really thinking about the Bucs. I mean, they played a phenomenal game. I don't think this game, I, I think the, because I do have the Saints defense uh, in my fantasy, and I'm a little yeah. concerned because 
You know, you, you said it before, though. This is the kind of week, you know, league where, you know, you go 55 one week and you go 12 the next. Uh, and and I got a feeling that that's going to that's gonna happen for the Bucks offense. I think they got a lot of frustration out last week, but uh, I don't see that continuing at the Superdome. Also, I think the Saints are a good team, while I yeah. think the Rams are definitely having some um, hangover effects from last season. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, I mean, yeah. And then the Jets go to Philly to take on the Eagles. Jets still have their quarterback troubles. The Eagles uh, were able to pull out a big win in Lambeau last week. Freaking Eagles. But uh, I, I, they're going to get it done at home against an atrocious Jets team. Yeah, um, even when they've been injured, um, they have a couple players go down on offense, but they Carson Wentz and that offense are still able to overcome it. The defense has looked decent so far, and I don't expect the Jets to do much of anything with Luke Falk. Um, Sam Darnold has been cleared for um, non-contact and throwing, but I don't think that he plays this week. So I think that the Eagles uh, win very big against the Jets at home. The Eagles are an overrated team. Carson Wentz isn't really a very good quarterback. The defense is a little suspect. Uh, Jordan Howard, I don't expect, is going to have as good of a miracle week as he had the week before. Um, I hope people understand that a big part of the reason why I'm saying this is I just like to crap on the Eagles. Because mm-hmm. uh, I do think they're going to beat the Jets this week. I just want to highlight how poor a team... Uh, and a franchise in general that the Eagles are. And this isn't directed at anybody in particular. <laughs> uh, did you get that? I said the Eagles. But reluctantly, because they stink. I yeah. like it. I mean, you, you have trashed the Jets before, so. Yeah. All right. And then more into the play. <laughs> the Ravens go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh off uh, their first win against the Bengals. But uh, I, I, do, I, I don't see them getting it done against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'm going to go upset in this one. I oh, think Steelers, right. yeah, riding high off that win against the Bengals. Um, they, they were very conservative with the offense, weren't throwing the ball downfield a lot with Mason Rudolph. But he was efficient. Um, they got the ball downfield, still have one of the better O-lines in the league. And the Ravens' uh, defense looked pretty terrible against the Browns' offense, especially in that fourth quarter. I think that will be a very tight game. I don't. I was going back and forth. I had the Ravens at first, but I just feel that Steelers coming off a big win, um, coming home against big division rival Ravens Steelers. There's not much better rivalries in the NFL than that. So I think that they go ahead and uh, win this game tight down the stretch. The only thing worse than Pittsburgh is Philadelphia. That had nothing to do with anything I want to say right now. Um, <laughs> Just one more jab. So, uh, look, I think the Ravens will definitely go in there. They'll get it done against the Steelers. Uh, it seemed like uh, a, a lot of teams in the last couple of weeks have had uh, a couple of excuse me games. You've seen a lot of that where, you know, you got to wonder, is it an aberration or, you know, again, some of these teams might have bigger issues than they think they do. And that's why I think if you're a Giants fan, you got to be like, are they are they in the middle of the pack at this point? Are they moving up fast? They kind of are. So just some things to be excited about. But the Ravens will definitely take out the Steelers this week, and and deservedly so. Pittsburgh deserves to be one and four. 
Yeah, I, even though it, when you I, you say Steelers, I still think like the good old days of like when there was Ben Roethlisberger, even Heinz Ward, and then even last year when they did have Antonio Brown. Even though Le'Veon Bell sat out, they were they were still solid. But they have just taken they've just been hurt by that. That so franchise much. has really gone down the tubes. The yeah, Steelers really have. Quick. It was it such was... a classy organization and now it's like yeah. well, it's kinda trashy. I hate to say it, but yeah. I'm gonna do it anyway. They're kinda trashy. In the blink of an eye. Yeah. And then uh the Patri- the opposite of a trashy organization, the Patriots. They go to Washington to take on the Redskins. <laughs> I, I don't think I, you you have to have something wrong in your brain <laughs> if you pick the Redskins here. They are home, but the the Patriots are the Patriots, you know. Uh, Jay Gruden came out and said that he doesn't even have a plan yet for who his QB this week is. So, I mean, I think that tells you enough about this organization of the Redskins right now. If you watch their offense against the Giants defense um, – I think you know that they're not going to score any points against this Patriots defense. I see the Pats uh, winning by probably 30 in this one. I think the Skins are going to give it a go this week. I think they're going to they're going to shake things up a little bit. You know, they're not going to win. Okay, but I, I think there'll be some shaking, a lot of shaking on the sideline. Might see some Colt McCoy this week. Could, could, you could see a lot of things. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're definitely going to see. What did you say, though? We're going to win by 30? Yeah, probably more. Honestly. Yeah, I think they'll have 30 at the half. But, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a rough week. Uh, the Redskins are, I think, one of a handful of bad teams in the NFL, along with the Dolphins, where, mm-hmm. again, I think the Patriots are at a whole other level at this point. So Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it while we were recapping the game, but if – if you look at the rookie situation between and you compare Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, the way Daniel Jones has come in and taken over the starting quarterback has been great, but Dwayne Haskins is what I was afraid of with Daniel Jones. You know, maybe Eli getting hurt and Daniel Jones have to get thrust in there, but he had time to a little bit time to develop and be prepared, have a week's worth of practice to get his first start. And we saw last week as Daniel Jones, I mean, uh, Dwayne Haskins just got thrown in, thrown to the Wolves, and did not survive. Mm. Then the Jaguars go to Carolina to take on the Panthers. This one's a really tough one to call. Uh, The Panthers undefeated with Kyle Allen as their QB. Uh, Should be interesting, but I just like this Gardner Minshew kid. I'm taking the Jaguars to get it done on the road. Yeah, I've been 2-0 and the past two weeks, uh, picking the Jags and riding with Minshew Mania, so I, I can't stop that now. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh, Jags over Panthers in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Carolina. Um, I think uh, I think the Minshew show is going to come to a, a, a stunning halt this week. Uh, Trent Dilfer, uh, a couple days ago, actually uh, compared and suggested that Minshew uh, is the best pure passer since Tony Romo. (laughs) Yeah, I think that got a laugh from a lot of people. I don't know if Trent was just goofing or if (laughs) if he's just going through something right now. Whatever the case may be. Um, But, yeah, I I, I mean, the Panthers are playing really well right now. Uh, I thought uh, Cam Newton in the video, you saw the video we put out this week, I thought that was touching. 
Uh, speaking of mental illness, uh, whatever, he's obviously a manic depressive. I like Cam Newton. Cam Newton, I think, is his own biggest enemy. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. He's one of those people who struggles to get out of his own way, and I can't help but wonder if if maybe he just doesn't need to get some professional help. Uh, and I mean, I, I mean that dead serious. I mean, he's obviously a very talented guy, but he he just tends to get in his own way. Uh, but this week, I don't think the Jaguars have what it takes to go to Carolina and beat them Panthers. Yeah, I mean, even when he came back, he rushed himself back after the ankle injury and. Couldn't be that mobile QB that we we saw and that we know for Cam Newton. So, yeah, I hope he does get back to what he was in the MVP caliber because I, I do like Cam Newton as well. It just goes to show if you're not a mobile quarterback, then ask Eli Manning this. Yeah. It's a hard league to be in right now. It really is. Everybody's too fast. If you can't move a little bit, you're in big trouble. Yeah, it's a dying breed for sure. Oh, I yeah. mean, the only really pure pocket passers that are, st- I mean, Drew Brees, Brady, Phillip Rivers, uh, big, it was all the guys from the early 2000 drafts. And uh, it's just, you could see that it's just turning away from that. The quarterbacks from this draft, Jones, uh, Mobile, Kyler Murray on the move. I mean, there's just, it's just the way that the NFL is going right now. Yeah, the evolution of the sport. Then we have the Falcons at the Texans. Falcons have struggled so much, and the Texans, heartbreaking loss to the Panthers last week. They get it done at home. Texans, Deshaun Watson has to start throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins a lot more if they want to keep success, and I think they will this week. Yeah, I think the Texans bounced back from a tough loss last week. Um, the Falcons, they have so many weapons and uh, so many good players on their team, and it just feels like every year they've just been a disappointment um, coming out the gate. And I think that this con- continues this week. I think that um, Falcons' defenses look very poor the first couple of weeks, so I think that the Texans and Deshaun and DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller and all them, um, I think they throw all over the Falcons, and I think that they win probably by two touchdowns in this one at home. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. I will never bet on Matt Ryan again. Yeah. I said it a couple of weeks ago. He hasn't been right since that Super Bowl. He just, yeah. he, there's something, something's going on there. And I don't know what it is, but I know whatever it is, the Texans aren't going to have too much of a challenge uh, on their hands. I think they will easily beat up on the Falcons who seem troubled at this point. Yeah, we just spoke about the evolution of the quarterback position, but I think with the Falcons, it's the evolution of the offense. They're still running the same offense that took them to the Super Bowl, which is great, but everyone's starting. They, they, they've had two years to look, research, and find a solution, and they've been finding that solution. So if the Falcons want to have success, they need to grow, they need to evolve, and they need to figure something else out offensively to get back to the Super Bowl because they have the talent to do so. They just need to find what what will work for them. Moving on, we have an AFC West matchup. The Broncos go to L.A. to take on the Chargers. Um, I, I think the Chargers get done. The Broncos are not a good team. They're vying for the number one overall spot uh, picks this year. 
Yeah, Broncos have a tough tough time um, the first four weeks. They've been in a close games uh, pretty much yeah. three out of four weeks, all coming down to that, that final possession, and they just haven't been able to come away with the win. Sort of uh, sounds familiar, uh, the Giants past couple years. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I think that the Chargers are struggling too, but I think that at home um, they go in and win this game, and I think it's another heartbreaker for the Broncos, unfortunately, and they move to 0-5. Joe Flacco is a good, decent human being. <laughs> and, you know, he will wear 0-5 like a champion because that's what Joe Flacco does. The Chargers, I just think, are a little too much for the Broncos. Uh, I don't think the Broncos are going to lose every game this year. So they're going to have to eventually start winning some football games. I just don't think it's going to be this week in Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, I, Sean, you just brought up the similarities between the Broncos. It really is because everyone, Flacco and Eli, that was the que- that was the question everyone was asking. Are they elite? And then the Broncos did also just draft their young QB. Sadly, he's hurt and Drew Locke. But I guess what the Broncos will have to do is trade away all their defensive players to start to find some success. <laughs> If they want to get to the Giants level. Kudos to the Ravens, though, for cutting that guy loose when it was time. I mean, nothing like yeah. dragging your franchise down for a few more years as you wait. I'm paying $23 million to yeah. back QB. Yeah. Not, not talking about any team in particular. No, no, I'm no. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes yeah. when you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to be decisive. Yep. Uh, in my opinion, a big game this week. The Packers at the Cowboys. Uh, the Packers' heartbreaking loss to the Eagles. They, they had so much success throwing the f- football against the Eagles' defense, but that ended up biting them in the butt because when it, they got to the goal line, they kept passing, couldn't run the ball, and they just couldn't get in the end zone to win the game. But, I mean, the Cowboys also a heartbreaking loss against the Saints on the road. I, I'm picking the Cowboys to get it done at home. I think this uh, might be the best matchup of the week. Two uh, very good teams with good defense and offense, both sides of the ball. So I think it will be a battle all the way down to the end. I think 